It's time for the drive stop for it four. Welcome back. Hour number two of the drive underway. It's time for the top four at four. It's brought to you this afternoon by Jets Pizza in Farragut. Marcus Young, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, some Tennessee basketball players have received all SEC honors from the coaches. For the second straight year, Santiago Vescovi was the first-team All-SEC selection, while Zakai Ziegler earned second-team and also included on the All-Defensive team, while Julian Phillips was an All-Freshman team selection. Pairing these this year's first-team selection with last year's, Vescovi is just the fifth vol since 2000 to earn multiple All-SEC first-team selections from the league's coaches. Monster year, right at 13 points a game, playing 33 minutes a game, shot 36% from three-point range, made 75 threes this year, uh, 84 assists, 59 steals. Great, great year, and hopefully hopefully he's just now getting healthy, man. Hopefully that we can, we can really get on a run here because he is going to have to carry this team offensively anyway. At number two, speaking of men's basketball, the top 25 AP poll has been released. UCLA jumps up to number two with Alabama's loss to Texas A&M. They dropped to four. Houston uh, survives a thriller against Memphis to remain at number one. The biggest drops and rises, Tennessee drops five spots after their loss to Auburn, dropping down to 17. Texas A&M, after their win over Alabama, moves up to 18. Six spots. Also in the SEC, you have Kentucky remaining at 23 and Missouri at 25. I guess one thing that kind of bothers me is I feel like Tennessee has split games several times down the stretch here where you went one and one in a week and only dropped a spot or two. Well, they, you... they kept winning. Like the Alabama win was big. That saved them that week. Yeah. Well, Arkansas. I mean, well, Arkansas was this past week. You should get credit for that. And then the game you lose is on the road against a team that's backed into a corner. They were Auburn was actually favored lives. in that game, and yet we drop five spots. Not gonna. I'm not. I'm not fussing about it because I feel like this probably is about the 17th best team in the country. I bet but we it don't. feels like it's a little bit inconsistent considering how the polls have played out the previous couple of weeks. I think we, uh, I think we also got ding. They never admit it, but Zakai. He didn't walk him back yeah. through that door this year. I, yeah. just, I wonder if we would have dropped as far if Zakai had played Saturday. Yeah. Wasn't hurt. Just a fun little fact for you. As of right now, within the top ten, Tennessee has beaten uh, – Technically four, if you're going to include that Gonzaga uh, exhibition game. Gonzaga is at nine, Texas is seven, Alabama at four, Kansas at three. The team in the top ten that we have lost to, though, was Arizona. Even then, like, I wasn't mad after that game. We played really, really well, I felt like. I agree. Was it The only games I've really been frustrated over with, I feel like Vanderbilt on the road was the worst because even – yeah, I know we lost on a prayer against Missouri, but we played really poorly in the first half. 
dunk the ball and, and 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 dug ourselves into that hole. But you had multiple opportunity. You, even if even if okay, Phillips does dunk that ball. He dunks the ball. We win. Uh, Santi misses the yeah, and, and then he peels off and, and leaves the guy open in the corner. We're like so many mistakes. I'm telling you, dude, it all goes back to that Florida game though. That's where the season like. Like somebody pulled a switch and our train just yep. took off down this other dangerous, dangerous route of the railroad. At number three, Old Miss, according to a report on On Three, has met with Chris Beard on Monday. Wow. Today regarding head coaching job. Chris Beard is going to be obviously a hot name for future coaching searches, and it looks like Old Miss is starting uh, a little early after finding Kermit Davis at the I'd end of hire last him month. if if he wants that job and you can hire him, I would definitely hire him. I mean, I, I would have some sort of morality clause or something in there. I'd give him a stern talking to and let him know what the expectations are. But guy's a great basketball coach, man, and he's been ex- like he's not been charged with anything. His record's been wiped clean as far as I know. He deserves an opportunity to work. I would absolutely hire That would be a home, a grand slam hire for Ole Miss. They hire a guy who's been to a Final Four and still young in the prime of his career. And finally, at number four, uh, X-rated quarterback Derek Carr uh, looks like he's agreeing to a deal with the New Orleans Saints. About that. From the reports, is he's agreed to a four-year contract with New Orleans. Do they still have Jameis under contract? They do, but there are a lot of people talking about he's probably going to be cut. Cut. Uh, financial terms were not disclosed, but sources told ESPN that Carr agreed to a deal that could potentially be worth up to $150 million, including up to $100 million in guarantees. Carr will receive 60 fully guaranteed at signing and another $10 million once he starts year three of the deal. And Carr has appeared to confirm the news as he posted a video of, I believe it was the Honey Badger, saying, who dat? Obviously, he has relations with the head coach, Dennis Allen, who was his coach in uh, Oakland when they were there. And, uh, hmm. you know, who knows? Michael Thomas, if he can get healthy, could be a good option for him at receiver. But, and then, of course, you also have Alvin Kamara's situation. So it's... Uh, whatever that is. Yeah. Whatever whatever you did with your brother. Yeah. Yeah. That old, that old thing with your brother, whatever that was. What, what are you guys going to get that cl- clip right, man? I'm mean, good grief. Both of you. I haven't seen it, so, you know. Thing with your brother, Billy. Whatever happened there. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. Sorry. I'm sorry. Is that it, Marcus? Well, I mean, but the real the real money on that deal, he's basically got two years, $60 million yeah. is the real money part of it. And he can probably earn another ten. You want to hear... Something disturbing. Then look at this. Is this macabre? Yes, I find it macabre. Many people probably wouldn't, but uh, I find it downright shocking. Is it going to make the rest of the show weird or anything? PFF Mike. This is Mike Renner. He is the lead draft analyst for PFF, Pro Football Focus. Okay. Pretty well respected. Yeah. You know, football NFL analytics site yeah I don't know if this is from a mock draft he did but this is where he sees the four likely first round quarterbacks landing oh no <laughs> I don't like <laughs> where this is going oh, already no. oh, please don't Russell I don't know if I can take what you're about to levy upon me please 
Proceed cautiously. Do I have to? I was really getting into my Marcus impression. I noticed. <laughs> He's got Bryce Young going to Houston. He's got C.J. Stroud going to Carolina. He's got Anthony Richardson going to Indianapolis. And he has Will Levis going to your Tennessee Titans. You can actually see the air deflate out of Marcus Young's lungs. Look at him. It's it's like I just told him his puppy died. Dude. Are you going to be okay? No. Settle down. <laughs> it's just one dummy. What is this? This guy doesn't know anything, Marcus. Okay? You say that, and yet last year's draft. Why would you do I this was, for us? I was fully ready for just more hope, more excitement. And then I look I at the TV. Really ready for and I see the Titans selecting it, selecting at 16. And I thought, huh, that's weird. How did they move up in the draft? And then I see the little ticker below on the TV saying, Titans trade away A.J. Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles. If we trade away A.J. Brown in one year and draft Will Levis in the next, I I don't know what I will do. Smashed. We're going to get smashed down there. Smashed. I just... We can talk ourselves into Levis. No, we can't. Yes, no, we can't. <laughs> Smash! No, we can't. We can talk ourselves into anything, bro. We can talk ourselves into Levis. Levis would. Levis has a brighter future as a starter than Malik Willis. You're gonna have to separate. Like, we all know that. Like, we don't want to have to root hey, for this guy. Listen, that pass that the the one that's going around that uh, Hyatt that. All right, dropped. It was a tough catch, but he dropped it. Like, well, we all saw that, right? Do you see that? Yeah, you know yeah I feel like Levis. Well, I feel like Le- Levis made him look bad. That was a dime. Levis made him look bad. Or Hinn and Hooker would have hit him in stride. Hyatt dropped just, it on purpose. Maybe, but no. that was that was a great throw. We can talk ourselves no. in Levis. I don't want him. I'm not saying I want. I don't want Richardson. I don't think the Titans should go quarterback first round. Absolutely not. Oh, but why could you not just? Let just let Marcus just finish this show just blissfully unaware of this mock draft because he enjoys this. We can talk ourselves. You, thri- into you thrive in chaos. Not, we can and we will. If it happens, we will. I don't know. We'll be eating our bananas with the peels on, putting mayonnaise in our coffee. <sighs> There's no reason for it. There's only one quarterback that I would trade up for, and that's Bryce Young. And there's no reason to do that. There's so no draft capital. No, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade up for. I mean, I, I, I'm actually. I can't believe I'm going to say it. I'm kind of rooting for him. I kind of like him, man. He's a good quarterback. However, I don't know if I'd spend a number one draft pick on him. Roll down, Tide. I mean, he's he's not very big. So, I, neither was Drew Brees, and he's won a Super Bowl. Well, height doesn't mean anything. Uh, it's not about the the height. He just he's uh, he just a guy. I wonder about fragile. Yeah, get hurt in the speed and power of the game now. Another I two are hurt. I know Hurts yeah. was able to stay healthy this year. Well, actually, we'll he see. wasn't. But I mean, yeah, he was able to get healthy at the right time. All right, the top four four is brought to us by Jets Pizza today. Fan run listener watch party Thursday. We will be watching your defending SEC tournament champion Tennessee Volunteers take to the floor to defend their title, to defend our birthright 
our tournament. Come and take it. Jets Pizza, Kingston Pike in Farragut, full bar, mixed drinks, beer on tap, cold beer on tap, hot, delicious Jets Pizza any way you want it, wings, salad, breadsticks, dessert, big screen TVs everywhere, plenty of room for all. Come out, hang out with us, support a fan-run sponsor, somebody who's been Keeping us in business all these years. Jets Pizza in Farragut Thursday. We'll be there around three to watch Tennessee. Hopefully not fall on its face out of the gates. And if we do, that'll be fine. If we do, that will be fine. You have the long weekend, more time to rest, more time to recuperate, and be ready to go. More time to get in the gym practice. Next week. Next week is the time. Next week is when it matters, when it counts. But Thursday will be fine. Stay with us. The dry, Oh, we've got time. What time is it? 4.13? Yeah, it's 4.13, man. Right. Yeah, I was doing the thing. I, we were promoting. It just felt like it was time to go. Yeah, no. Huh? No, it was just we went a little sorry. bit long. And then I'm we, sorry. And we started talking about the Titans. You, you brought up the Titans thing. Why, I don't know. I mean, I'm look sorry. at Marcus now sitting over there. Marcus is feeling some type of way. I'm trying to find other draw, like draft you found out the circus left better. town, man. Are you okay? Marcus, I didn't mean it, man. No, it's it's going to be okay. I'm, I'm sorry. At, I'm just looking at other mock drafts to make me feel better. Someone has taking a tight end at 11, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. I think they're going to take Skaronsky. No way he's still available back then. I, I, the, the, tackle, the tackle from BYU is the guy they're talking about made a huge move this week. Guy ran like a five-one or something. Got me crazy. I wouldn't mind him tack, or taking Darnell Wright. Uh, Jeremiah Daniel Jeremiah's got Darnell Wright going seventeen to Pittsburgh. So, huh. let's get Phil in here on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. What's up, Philly? Hey, Phil. How you burn, uh, Mark's doing? Doing all right. Thanks. We all got so much stuff to talk about. I guess we can start talking about Will Levis first. I hope, boy, I hope he goes to the Titans. That'll be the funniest damn thing I ever seen. Stop it, Phil. Don't curse me with Mar- this. Marcus is already on the brink right now. Don't push him over the edge. Well, he'd probably become a Texan fan then. You know? Would you renounce your Titans fanship if they drafted Will Levis? In hopes of not wow. angering the person across the room for us, I couldn't pull that move. <laughs> I don't oh, honestly, guys. He's a, he'll be a total bust. He's he's horrible. I don't even know why he's wasted draft pick. He's horrible. I, I'd have no problem with him taking Hooker. I think it'd be a pretty good draft pick if they can get yeah, him. Yeah, it'd be a good, it'd be a, a, a nice uh, he can set a year and uh, and learn and might end up being a yeah. good quarterback. Because you're obviously it looks like unless they move Henry, which have you heard about that? Yeah. You move Henry, but it sounds like they're just going to run it back. I'd draft somebody like Hooker, somebody you know is just going to sit for the first year. Yeah, well. Let him get the knee healthy. Right, let's talk about the, the smash that happened in the last five minutes. Uh, that Perlock coached uh, Rick Barnes. Smashed! It was awful, wasn't it? It was not a ton of fun to watch now. No, I didn't enjoy and, uh, it. I'm just, I like Rick Barnes, but I just, uh, it, you know, it's just, 
it's just a matter of time. I mean, the guy needs to go. I mean, I'm tired looking at him. It's the same old stuff. Uh, offense is horrible. I mean, it's like it's our another show today compared to Rick Barnes' offense to fake basketball. And I, it's a very great comparison. I, I I don't know. I don't know what you mean. First of basketball. all, I, I don't see why you have to be uh, misogynistic about it. I don't mean that. There's nothing misogynistic about it. It's horrible to watch. And Ray Barnes' offense is horrible to watch. It's. I mean, I'll, I'll see Buzzball had better offense than. No, come on, Phil. What are you Phil. doing, man? You, you, I mean, do you, you like it? You're either happy or you're, or you're scorched earth. There's not a whole lot in between with you, Phil. Are you happy with uh, this crap we're watching? I would not describe. You said we were under. You said we were overrated anyway. Are you on the show? No, I said we were properly rated now at 17. I don't have a problem with it. I think we're really lucky to be ranked that high. Yeah, but everybody else is. This is just the worst year. And college basketball, it, it's awful from top to bottom. Anybody can beat anybody on a given day. Yeah. Another way of looking at that is – a mediocre team just like everybody else. It's, it's called parity. There's a lot of parity yeah. in college basketball. The problem is this is the worst team Buck Pearl's had uh, in quite a while, and we still couldn't beat them twice. Now we lost our point guard three days before the game, and it allowed Wendell yeah. Green to go off. Well, uh, it, I watch. You watch the same game I was, and wasn't uh, 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 what's his name from uh, transfer Tariq Key out there guarding uh, Auburn's number one player, and he scored most of his points on him. Or, or was I watching a different game? I mean, I, I feel like the problem was the offense down the stretch. I mean, we led sixty-three to sixty with about five minutes to go in a hostile environment is shaping up to be a great win. And, you know, and and listen, I'm not defending Barnes. I mean, I think Pearl ate his lunch the last five minutes or so of of the game, but I don't think it's a, a panic type situation. I think it was entirely predictable. You go into that place against those guys with everything they had to play for without your point guard. No part of me expected to win that game. It's disappointing to, to lose after you felt like you had an opportunity to win, but I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna say that it's some sort of uh, illustration or evidence that Rick Barnes needs to go. I mean, that's crazy talk, Phil. Well, I mean, crazy. Uh, they're not gonna fire him. I'm, not, I'm a realist, but I'm tired of watching garbage basketball offensively. I mean, we play great D, but in the end. That great D ain't gonna win you a national championship or you can get you to the Final Four. You have to have a good offense to get to the Final Four. The only team I've seen that got to the Final Four playing awful offense is Virginia, and they got lucky and had a good offense that year. Well, that was the year that Loyola took us down, right? Wasn't Texas Tech's uh, Chris Beard's Texas Tech team that made it? Weren't they a just all defense team too? couple of those Wisconsin teams. It happens. I mean, I'd agree with you. Typically, it's the, the teams that make it are, are better offensive, but there have been a couple of just, you know, grinded out defensive teams that have made it through the years. Well, that year that Wisconsin beat Kentucky in the NCAA, uh, Wisconsin had a pretty good offensive team. Well, they had Frank Kaminsky. They were, they, were, they were tough. 
can't remember their names, but they can play. Yeah, they have Frank Kaminsky down lately. low, and I mean they're efficient players. And yeah, Barnes's best team still stands to you know that 2019 team was top five Kim Palm offensive efficiency. They're kind of the reverse image of of this year's team, where they were really good on offense and eh, on defense. So. Yeah, that was the team that should have gone in the Final Four and didn't. It's just it's the way it is. They had a bad call and had been in the league days. I mean, it's uh, – I, I wonder why he's gotten away from that offense. Do we just not have the same – I mean, yeah, we don't have, have the same play, level of players. We don't have the horses. I mean, you got B.J. Edwards being wasted the whole year for nothing. Uh, I don't understand what they're doing. I mean, I put B.J. out there on that guy from Auburn. I mean, he's taller than him. He's quick. He might be able to guard him better. And Tyreek Key, Tyreek Key, all he does is get smoked, and then he falls down about every five minutes. I mean, it's, it's kind of embarrassing, but that's the way it is. Golly, that's somebody's child, <laughs> Phil. Well, I don't care. Do you want to win or, not, or don't you? I, mean, I don't care. Oh, you, you talk all in and back me up. His boy Bruce Pearl won. I mean, I – Oh, lastly, I'm starting like Bush Pearl again. I mean, I was all right. That's, that's that's we're good here. I think we're good here. He's getting ready to get slurpy, slurpy Phil. Bye bye. Gonna slurp slurp up some of that Bruce Pearl bathwater. Him and Jamie, the slurpy twins. Yeah, no, Jamie called voluntary reaction, and and he wasn't. He was, he was restrained. I, I mean, I I didn't detect any. Oh, he, there was a bit of smugness. I didn't detect a any. A bit of smugness. I didn't detect any. <laughs> you you <laughs> people who are still on Bruce Pearl's jock 15 years later, let it go. Please. please. You're embarrassing yourselves, and you're embarrassing the rest of us, too. How about living in the past? You're still listening to your 8-tracks, your hammer's pants, and Slap bracelets. I mean, come on, people. It's 2023. Let's get with the times. Good gracious. That was absolutely – that was – how long – I've never heard him rip somebody. I'll go uh, search my car for some antidepressants here during the break, and we'll be right back. More of your phone calls when we continue next year on Fan Run Radio. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. 865-546-8200 if you want to jump in here. El Diablo is next. Good afternoon, Diablo. Hey, Russell, Bear, Marcus, how you doing today? Doing well. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Uh, let's start off, Marcus. Did we almost have a great weekend or did we get good with the gambling gods? Make any money this weekend? No, it was uh, still almost. It was still an almost, yeah. <laughs> almost man. Marcus Young. Almost. Starting, starting to think that's going to become uh, a trend. Become almost. a trend? Marcus, it is the trend. You've literally Marcus, never you won have, one of these. You all need to have a, a portion of the show dedicated to Marcus's gambling picks. He can be like Jimmy the Greek. Everybody can bet opposite and win some money. I mean, I've said it from the very beginning. You want to make money, fade Marcus. No, I disagree because if it's almost, like let's say I hit four out of five and you go the opposite, then you're only hitting one out of five. So I feel like, you know, just 
pick randomly. No, but I would be smart enough not to. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't do the five thing. <laughs> the five thing. Yeah, like that. Like that's where you go wrong. What you, do you, you, mean? you, you hey, push gentlemen? your luck. You 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 like your odds going up. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's how it works. Every leg increases your odds. Like that, how much you win. That's how parlays work. Yes. I've been fascinated by it. Just figured it out. Go ahead, Diablo. No, hey guys, listen, uh, Nolan Phil. You know, let me ask you this: Rick Barnes took a program and he pulled it kind of out of the ditch. How long has Rick Barnes been coach at UT? This is his eighth season. Yeah, and you know, in his eight years, he has done a commendable job. But I really think we've at, at this point. I think he's just kind of plateaued. And as a fan base, I hate to say this, but he's. He's kind of become his own worst enemy because we—he's taken a program that was anemic, made it uh, now you know a viable job, a great program, a winning program, but he just doesn't seem to be able to get it over the hump. Not to say that if he was to work some magic, you know, here this March, he could make a lot of folks like Philly happy and make them forget. But I think this fan base is just so butthurt over the years and years of March sadness. And that under Barnes, it's just continued, and it's almost like our program has that March curse, and I just do not think Barnes is going to be able to do it. And and that's unfortunate because I wish he could. I think everybody does. But it just does not seem to be in the cards. Hmm. Well, it's, it, it's tough because, you know, he's – Eight, eight years in now, and you take off the first two years there, and I, I believe I have to go back and check this math, but he, he's won well over 70% of his games at, after the two rebuilding seasons. And it's been in the tournament every season except for the the COVID year, which I don't, I don't think he was going to make it then. But but even then, they were they were on the bubble, even though it was on the wrong side. So you, you've been in the top 25. You've been signing great players You've got a program that stands for all the right things. And, you know, you look at what's going on down at Alabama this year, and that, that sort of, you know, that, that's another – it might not count for some people. It counts for me. It counts for a lot of people. And at the end of the day, even though people are upset, hardcore fans are upset with the lack of postseason success, the people that are in charge over there love Rick Barnes. And most people in this community and this fan base love Rick Barnes. He is a nearly universally, unanimously loved figure. And these people who want to talk about some world where there's a forced coaching change, it's just fantasy. It's not going to happen. So I don't know what to tell folks. I mean, you you heard the first segment of the show. I'm not particularly optimistic about this team going deep into the tournament. But you've got a top 25 basketball program year in, year out. And that's not nothing. Russell, can I ask you this? Do you all know the backstory? Why has – and, and I don't know this answer, and I'm hoping maybe you guys have some insight. Why was B.J. Edwards – why was his uh, year so mishandled? Was, do we know the backstory on that? It's a great question. I'll tell you one thing, though. I think that the fact that he is local and fans always love the local kids, right? 
I think the fact that, that he was local and our fan base was so vociferous in wanting to see him actually worked against him. I think if he had been the exact same player with the exact same skills, the exact same accolades, but he had been from Delaware coming in here, I think they would have played. Barnes has he's, – he's got a stubborn streak. And the quickest way to get him not to do something is to tell him that he has to do it. And I, I feel like fans say, where's BJ, where's BJ, where's BJ, just made it more likely that we weren't going to see BJ. I believe that. And who and who gets hurt from that? Everybody. <laughs> I mean, hence the phrase: you're you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah, I mean that's what I. That, and here's the other thing: if I'm a coach in the SEC, that's going to be a big thing. I'm going to recruit against him, like how you handled that kid this year. And now look what's happened here: we get to March, and we're without a true point guard. Because the one that you potentially could have been developing all year long has been sitting over there like a walk-on. Anyways, changing Probably. the subject. Do you yeah. guys watch – do you all follow UFC? Yes. Did you watch it this weekend? Yes. Isn't it amazing how – and I good thing you don't have a, a listener's watch party with that. The Bruce Buffer's announcement for the main event lasted longer than the main event. <laughs> it was the that most. Was, it was one of the most anticlimactic main events in UFC history. I, that was not a. It, there was nothing entertaining about that fight. Yeah, that was something was I, I learned early, early on. When remember when boxing first became when they kind of. I mean, you would have been a little kid. It was late '80s, early '90s when they they shifted over from HBO and Showtime to where you just yeah. had to have a subscription to pay per view, but you never knew. Yeah. So uh, that led quickly to the let's. Everybody go to one place and we'll all pay five bucks or chip in a couple yeah. of bucks for it. I mean, this what that main event? What was it? Twenty-seven seconds. Hey, listen, I think I I think I worked up more of a sweat doing afternoon bus duty than John Jones did in the Octagon Saturday night, and uh, it was hilarious because even uh, Rogan was asking him if he was ready to fight again in July, and I mean, <laughs> I, it sounds like ready to fight like again this afternoon. Again. Yeah, yeah. Hey, anyways, guys, thanks for letting me call in. Uh, tough, tough to follow Philly, but I appreciate y'all as always. Have a great show. Talk to you tomorrow. Philly getting so the the John Jones fight. Guy comes back two years off, walks right. in the ring. Hey, let's get it on. Goes over there. Cyril Gon kicks him in the nards like ten seconds into the fight. Stop the fight. Let him gather himself for about a minute. Come back in, throw a couple punches. Nothing really connects. John Jones takes him to the ground, chokes him. Gon gets out, chokes him again. Gon taps. Fight over. Yeah, <laughs> it took like two minutes. Yeah. It was so anticlimactic. He kicked him in the, him in the nards. Yeah, he made two, but yeah, yeah, it was I mean, it was a. I mean, it, it was the kind of kick that any other mortal man who's not wearing a cup would have crumpled to the ground in agony. I wear like that whole kind of contraption underneath, don't they? I don't know how they it's do it in MMA. Cup. Yeah, they wear cups. But uh yeah, that was that was that was pretty now the the woman's fight, but before that Oh, that'd go forever. That was 
that was pretty awesome because and I don't know either of these fighters, but the one it was the champion was this Russian gal, and, and she couldn't have this had to have been like a 115, 100, maybe 105. I, I don't know. These gals were tiny, and uh, the Russian champion is fighting the this Mexican fighter, and uh, the the Russian is I won't say dominating, but decisively winning this fight. Right. And you're just like, okay, she's she's handling it, and I, I believe it got into the fifth round, and the catch her with the, nasty. the the Mexican girl got and got her on the ground, and and she got her back, got and, her stuck. And, and choked her, and uh, just about made her pass out. They had uh, the ref called it shocking upset, yeah, much That's... much more entertaining than the heavyweight fight. Well, they'll just absolutely, and I think I don't know if it's I don't. I mean, that's as close as it gets to, like, the old ultimate fighting when it first started. It's a women's division because they don't knock each other out. They just sit and pound on each other round after round. Quick timeout, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the show. A couple lines available if you want to hop on the Big Orange Phillies phone line. Stay tuned. We're back with more right after this. It's time for... Today on the internet. All right. Brand new segment. We were going to debut last week until the uh, news of Roger's untimely passing didn't uh, put us in a mood where we, we were not wanting to have some fun, but we're, we're hoping to have some fun with this segment. Marcus is, uh, you know, Bear and I are the old guys. Oftentimes we come in. Marcus has to update us on what's happening in the cyber world from time to time. It's a lot of things pass under our radar. You guys often ask me, this is what the kids say nowadays. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What's going on on the internet, Marcus? Well, I got a couple sports ones for you, a couple goofy ones. Okay. The biggest trending one right now, Derrick Henry apparently is on the trading block. I hear that. Most people are, a lot of people are trying to get him to come to Philly. Uh, Robert Griffin III said that if the Titans trade Derrick Henry, the Titans fans should revolt over this. Revolt? I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I, I, I'm willing to go with it. If, if they feel like that's what – you, you obviously want to get something back for it, but I, I love Derrick Henry. I, I know he's a bammer, but I've enjoyed watching him these yeah. years. We, we've had some great times with him. We got his Let's, best years, Russ. His best years are behind him. Yeah. He ain't coming back. Uh-uh. He's not coming back to what he was after the foot injury. And, and he was he was okay this year. And I think, like, it, if they don't trade him and they bring him back next year and the offensive line is better and the quarterback is healthy and the receivers continue to develop, I think you'll get a better Derrick Henry because defenses won't be able to key on him. Right. But he's not breaking off those epic 80-yarders anymore – I've seen this one other time in this franchise's history uh, to another, just like they, uh, Earl Campbell was the same way. And they ran him and ran him. Two of the most physically dominating running backs that ever played the game, both played for the same franchise. And I remember, because it's what it's reminded me of, once those guys start going, these big power backs, he he took some shots. You lose just – a half a step. A, a, a quarter step, just a 
millisecond, and it's it's such a big difference. And again, he could still be productive if, if they can't find fair trade value for him. They can bring him back, and 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 we could play with Derrick Henry and get a lot out of him next year. But if if it helps bridge, you know, this iteration of the Titans into whatever it's about to become, then we should we should certainly look at that. I would say. Uh, another one for you, as uh, Cocaine Bear hit had hit the theaters. Yeah? It's, um, did you see it? I did see it. It was fun. Fun? It was a fun movie. It's a fun romp. Yeah. Feel that, good that, hit of the year. Yeah. That dude that plays the pyramid, that's like he's one of my favorite yeah. comedy oh, guys right now. No, I just, I'm, I love that guy. Yeah, he was, his scene was fun. Who? It's John, um, how do you say his last It's either Sice or Cease. Yeah, he he was like the paramedic, and it, it, he was his scene was a lot of fun. I enjoyed him in it actually. Yeah, he's, he's a funny, funny dude. With uh, cocaine bear uh, being a big thing right now, uh, how do you feel about cocaine hippos? Not for the same reason, but Pablo Escobar apparently had taken some hippos. I've heard of this from oh, Africa. Yeah. Um, apparently, they won't stop um, breeding, and there are a lot of hippos now. Um, in that about seventy. So cocaine is like an aphrodisiac for these. Sure. Things. No, uh, it, <laughs> cocaine afforded Pablo Escobar the means to. Import, oh, they're not actually on cocaine. No. Uh, they, that's import too bad. These animals would have been a better story if they were actually on coke. They were released, I think, into the Amazon. So they're just they're so horny, horny hippos. There are about seventy hippos. Come on, that was good. Nothing really. Yeah, like, kind of good. good. The, the problem is they're they're apex predators, and if like if they move in. They destroy everything that was there. They got imported back in the 1980s, like, and near his former ranch uh, in South America, there's about yeah 70 hippos that just keep. Um, well, that's not too many. Well, 70? I, like when you say they keep breeding, and I'm thinking just thousands of hippos it, it, overrunning it the it country. Doesn't sound like a lot to you because you live up here in West Knoxville, well, I'm not, buddy. Yeah, I'm not saying I want them in my backyard, but 70 hippos to me is not a problem. That's something. A couple poachers, a couple good rifles go. They clean that out pretty quick. They're expecting it. You've never to, watched a good hippopotamus documentary, have you, sir? The population of these no bear. I have not. Hippopotamuses. I mean, they're like four-ton killing machines. I mean, they kill. They're one of the animals. Uh, it's on that list. Animals I, that I'd kill say, for fun. You, you give me a couple of uh, hunters who big game hunters who really know what they're doing with the equipment. I'll have your hippo problem taken care of just like that. They think just like that. I don't even know why I'm involved in this. Like, I don't have to go. I don't have to do it. There are people who can take care of this. They're making an estimation within the next decade if they don't transport these hippos, it could be about four hundred of them. Transport. Yeah, they're gonna move them, Just kill them. They aren't why would kill you? Them, dude. Why would you kill a hippopotamus? Because th- th- there's a problem here. I mean, clearly, why are we hey, talking Russ, about it Russ, unless there's an issue? What would Roger say? <laughs> I don't know. I'll you, tell you what. You move them. No reason to kill where? Them, Russell. Where? No where are you kill gonna move them, them to? Back to Africa. Just set them loose on those poor people over there. And it's their problem. That's where they're you, from. You think they're gonna get less horny in Africa? That's their continent of origin. So what? It's still an issue. I mean, if you had an infestation... Hold on just a second, Marcus. I got interrupted there for just a second. That is their home, buddy. Okay. So what? They need to be returned to their damn family over there. You need to return to your family. (laughs) You got to bring my personal stuff into this. (laughs) I mean, like, if... Why are they a problem in South in South America? Because they're not native to the to that. It, it's wrecking their entire ecosystem. 
because they they come in and they take over. If and, you had an infestation of rabbits, cute bunnies, let's say about 130 varmint, you'd kill half of them. You wouldn't yeah, I mean, try to rehome well, these I mean, rabbits. I would. I, I would hire. Yeah, I'd hire a guy, and I, I don't care what what becomes of them. Oh, he's. It, you just now really, oh, I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I don't want them to die horrible. I'm not a monster. Like I, I don't want them to be executed or in, in any sort of undue amount of pain. But I, I don't care what what happens to them. I just want them out of my yard. Uh, and one more for well, you. Wanted that I groundhog like, dead. Dude. I feel like this is the normal, the normal Were human you on the position. Show then, Marcus, huh? He wanted that groundhog underneath this house dead. No, I heard. Yeah, I no, didn't. Hear that, I just yeah. wanted him gone. Gone like, like. Not in my causing damage underneath yeah. your foundation. Uh, one more for you. Uh, apparently, there were a couple shiny dots in the sky. Most of us would call them stars, but a bunch of residents in a central valley in California were calling the county police because they weren't sure what it was. it was. UFOs? Turns out what the stars they were looking at were actually Jupiter and Venus, just like very bright. I mean, what, what the hell? Are, are, are We're straight up living in the idiocracy at this but, point. <laughs> they kept getting calls to dispatch, and the sheriff had to tell them there's no reason to report this. Open a book. <laughs> Learn something, you morons. Yeah, it's, it's special out there in California, Stan. I mean, they got some real geniuses out there. You What? If I see two like really bright lights in the sky, even if I don't know what it is, I don't think I'm going to call the police. I don't think they're going to be able to do something like, oh, I know, the sheriff. He can go up in the sky <laughs> and take care Deep of it. Deep in the outer space. Yeah, 45 yeah. over here to get it mount up in his I intergalactic know it, 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 time it, machine travel thing and go up there and just do war with the Martians. I mean, it, it definitely looks different than a star. Yeah, yeah, the like it, it looks brighter. different. Yeah, yeah. I will give them some credit. It does look different, but again, but if you stop and you've got like two working brain cells, you'd be like, oh, that's probably Mars or maybe one of the planet. Maybe it's a plane flying by. We don't know. All right, Marcus. Thank you uh, for updating us. I feel outstanding job, Marcus. Uh, smarter now, or maybe even a little bit dumber. I don't know. But... I've learned a lot about you from this segment. Oh, uh, you have no idea. You didn't learn. I mean, I feel like uh, Bear wants to paint me as paint? Some I don't sort have of to do any heartless. painting. You painted yourself, bro. What? Because because I I, I don't want the old to... woman and the horse. Whatever happened there? Yes. Uh, well, okay, that's that's fine. I mean, if if that if that makes you feel better, painting me as some sort of hunter of animals, some sort of unkind, no, uncaring just... freak. <laughs> That's fine. Doesn't bother me. You think what you want to think, buddy. You do what you got to do. But, Marcus, I do appreciate you, your efforts today. Yeah, of course. Um, that was a pretty good first today on the Internet. I look forward to the development of this segment, hopefully, for many years to come. All right, we got a first-time caller. Alex is up next on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Hello, Alex. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. How are you, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. Hey, uh, Bear's right about those hippos. Uh if you've never seen how fast they can swim, head over to YouTube and uh, type in just like "hippo chases after tour boat." I, I've seen um, that video. I, yeah, I, yeah, like I thought they were all like fat, Alex. Right? And so I saw well, documentary yeah. is that it's just yeah, it's, big round muscles. Of, right? Yeah, it's one of those deals where I think they can actually swim faster than they can run. 
kind of like a like, like a bear, how it can, I think it can climb up trees faster than, than they can run. So you're kind of, there's no point in you climbing a tree. Um, but anyways, uh, that's uh, it's a funny conversation. Um, you, you guys have probably seen that Groundhog Day. Many, oh yeah, many the, times. The, the character, the character in there, Phil Connors, I think. Is in there. <laughs> well, you know, as as it goes along, Phil is uh, realizes like uh, every day is the same, and kind of the whole point of the movie is, you know, to to appreciate uh, the the uh, kind of obscurity of life, yeah. so you don't get stuck in the monotony of everything. I think uh, I don't know about you guys, but Saturday. Unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't feel much emotion after we lost to Auburn, and I think the reason that is is because a lot of us are uh, struggling with what Phil Connors was struggling with, and that is the monotony of, of this time of year. Um, I, I remember when I was a kid. You know, you get on summer break and uh, for school, and you know, first day it's oh man, it's just a shot in the arm of, of just adrenaline. You're just running around like just crazy, and everything's the best thing ever and then you know as you get closer and closer to the end of the summer uh the the dark cloud of uh school approaching uh looms in on you that's uh i I hate to i hate to put it that way but that's kind of where we're at uh as a program and i think that's what texas finally got tired of after 17 years I mean, it's it's nice having a stable program. All the things that we talked about, you guys talk about, it's all true. It's great having a stable program. It's great having a coach that you know uh, runs a, a tight ship. All that, but man, it's uh, feels pretty monotonous after a while. And I know, I, I feel I feel like the closer I get to March, the more I have to face face that sad reality that that school's just around the corner, if you know what I mean. And and. Uh, that that school, going back to school feeling, typically comes in around a 32. 32. Oh, that was dark. <laughs> it's, it's Groundhog Day, though. But like you said, um, Alex, what, what, what's the message of the movie is to find the joy. Who's Andy McDowell in this this metaphor here? The, it's the, the big wins over Kentucky, even though we didn't have any of those a year, but we certainly had many through the years. Alabama this year beating Kansas on a neutral floor. There were some moments, right? Beating Bruce at home, there were some moments. Yeah, yeah, there, there were some moments. Uh, you guys were talking to uh, Marcus about his bet. Uh, I had a parlay, and, of course, the last game, you know, what, what was the score like in the 40s? And so, of course, the uh, over-under 131, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, that'll be easy. So we lose the game, and we go over 131. So, you know, that's the other thing, too. The inconsistencies of this team, you know, I mean, I'm a Tennessee fan, but, man, if you're if you're putting any money on it, which you, you've got to be insane to, to put any money on Tennessee, but, like, the inconsistencies, too, are kind of – I think they kind of tick people off, too, because it's like, oh, you go – you go for, you know, 70, 70 points, and then the game before against Auburn, you go for 40. But anyways, I, you know, I could ramble on about it, really, um, and I won't take your all time. Appreciate you taking my call. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, you know, he could always, uh, you know, shock, shock the nation uh, like Blue Mountain State, but uh, 
we'll we'll just keep our fingers crossed and hope that we're not stuck in a revolving door of uh, of like Groundhog Day. Thanks, guys. Oh, man, just hope you don't hear Sonny and Cher. I got you, babe, in the morning. I got you, babe. That was the song, right? That, yeah. that always yeah. played on. Yeah. yeah, that was it. It's a good tune. Then on the last day, it played. They started it again, right? When he finally broke the spoiler alert. God, the movie's thirty something years old now. Isn't it? I don't know. I don't. I don't remember how it ends. Thir- he wakes up and it's a different day, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a different song too. And Andy McDowell's still there. There was a um, a deleted South scene. Carolina girl. There's a deleted scene that they didn't put in the film that I'm kind of glad they didn't, where he was actually cursed by like an ex girlfriend or something like that. That's what causes the whole thing. But I kind of like the fact that it's just no real just, explanation. Yeah. I like just that absurd better. Like that. Thank you, Marcus, for your uh, in depth analysis of the classic Bill Murray film Groundhog Day. We got one more hour of the drive headed your way next on many of these fine fan run affiliates. Stay with us. Top five at five coming up, and we'll go open lines the rest of the way. The drive continues. Hour number three coming up on Fan Run Radio.